Listener, have you ever felt yourself melt out into the world around you? Felt your body relax as your mind takes its leave for a moment? In Amilta, the world responds to this feeling. When a person takes leave of themselves, the world answers that courage with power. To some, it has become second nature to melt into Amilta. So much that they have forgotten what it means, that their own heart is what pushes the world. Their own heart stays out there, working for them. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. I'm your host, your king, your giant. (laughs) Hi, Kirsten. How are you today? (laughs) Good. You doing good today, buddy? Yeah, I I mistook a pause for... (laughs) Very excited. (laughs) So today, I'm Kat. (laughs) With us, we have Kirsten. We have Nick. Hi, Nick. Hello. And we have Kathleen. Hi. Hi, everyone. Only one of us today was being nice to Kat. (laughs) (laughs) As usual. (laughs) Kathleen hardly ever griefs me. (sighs) When she does, though, it is usually some of the better ones. It's devastating. Oh, yeah. When she does, it's devastating. Make no mistake. But does it sparingly to preserve its effect. Previously, previously on Sword of Symphonies, the party spent the night on Origin Island dealing with the fact that Penelope was unconscious and Gideon was unconscious. Tessa and Cobb were messed up. And Fulquin and Rada didn't quite know what to do with themselves and Daybreak was hungry. And they spent an uneasy night in the resting place of the famous conqueror. And in the morning, they set sail again. This time eastward to drop Rada, Fulquin, and Daybreak off closer to the last tooth, where they could do the research that might just be their best hope against the chosen emperor. And today is a Westbreaker episode. So our beloved icebreaker is sailing through the tropical waters. The coral spirit has loosened its grip on the Valley of the Conqueror, leaving the Westbreaker to proceed pretty much unmolested between the great cliffs that mark this archipelago. And does anybody have a scene they would like to do aboard the Westbreaker? Yeah, um, if Kathleen would like to do um, Tissa teaching Penelope some more navigation. Yeah, that sounds good. Awesome. Um, so it's, uh, what time of day is it? Is it, I guess, early in the morning? We're... You know how Westbreaker episodes work. All you right. tell me. So Penelope gets up, grabs two pieces of toast and two cups of coffee and stumbles out onto the deck. She assumes that Tissa will already be up since Tissa tends to get up much earlier than her. And um, searches on the deck for for Tissa. Where would you find Tissa? Hmm. What if she rises late today? Oh. What if she rises late today? That is unexpected. 
Well, I think Penelope settles up on the deck and is watching the sunrise and ends up waiting for a bit, but then gets a little bit antsy, so ends up eating both pieces of toast and drinking both cups of coffee. She'll grab another one when Tissa wakes up. (laughs) Takes Polly out for a fly, stretches her wings, and just puttering around the deck until Tissa wakes. I am just imagining Penelope scratching at the door to Tissa's room (laughs) like a cat. (laughs) Hello? (laughs) It's time. It's time to wake up. Time to wake up. (laughs) Time to wake up. Time to go outside. Got birds to yell at. Come on. (laughs) So I think that Tissa will be back by the time Pollyanna and Penelope come back from a flight. She is looking a little bit more threadbare than normal because like she bled on a bunch of stuff it's uh hard to get that out and whatever she's been doing if she's been doing anything to try to uh fix some of those scarves that she used as like bandages earlier she has probably swapped out for real bandages at this point and is leaning over the gunnel penelope comes up and passes a fresh plate of toast and a cup of coffee Hey, Tissa. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hi. How are you? It's, uh, you're up a bit later this morning. I had to sleep a lot. Um, she sort of stares off for a little bit. Um, how are you? You're up. If I was up late, that means you were up early? Yeah, I guess so. I had the opposite problem. I fell asleep pretty good, but then... I kept kind of like tossing and turning. My brain was a bit of a swirl. So I got up and felt like I had to get on the move. Just been putting around the deck, took Polly out for a stretch. Mm-hmm. Get some of the morning air. Yeah. How are you? You're, you got pretty beat up. How are you feeling? Did the sleep help? Uh, I'm, it does. It does. It's... Oh. <sighs> Are you... are you feeling up for a little bit of a fly? I'm sure Polly would be okay with another spin, if you would like. Oh. That would be nice. All right. And, uh, Penelope calls Polly over. She has an apple that she split in half, and she passes half to Tissa, and she has half. So they can both give Polly a little treat before they start their fly. (laughs) I'm so glad Rada told me her favorite is apples. (laughs) <laughs> How did I not know? <laughs> Here. She's stoked about this. She loves this. <laughs> this is great. This is great for Polly. And then once they've <laughs> fed the apples, uh, Penelope hops on and then reaches a hand down to Tissa. There you go. Mm. Uh, we go. All right. So I think we're going to practice our turns again. Do you remember the hand placement? Like this? And she sort of reaches out a little bit too tentatively. Yeah, no, you got it. You got it. Okay. And I think they take a few gentle laps around, practicing turns. Yeah. It is an upsettingly warm morning. It is uh, later in the day, after all, climbing toward noon. Every time you look at the sun, you think, oh, it's going to get worse, isn't it? And it is. 
The sky is overcast, like a big fluffy blanket holding all of the heat in, and the air is dense and humid. I think once they get back down to the deck, Penelope gets some water for Polly and takes off her hat and kind of like fans her face a bit. Whew. Gonna be quite a scorcher today. Um, you can't really tell what the wind is doing when you're up there, or can you? It does change. Yeah, like, you, you, got, you got a good sense there, Tissa. That's right, because, like, when you get up higher, the wind, it's, like, different levels. Like, I've heard Cobb talk about oceans having, like, currents, undercurrents, or whatever. I don't remember his, his how, how he said it, but it's basically, like, layers, like mm-hmm. a flowing cake. And I guess the wind is kind of like that, too. So it can be, yeah, when you get up higher, it can be different than what it would be when you were... On the ground? A flowing cake is a very good Penelopeism. <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm reeling. <laughs> but I guess it's just still very fast, and you're moving a lot, and so it's harder to tell, because at the surface you look up at the clouds, but the clouds are still a long way away when we're up, so... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm lucky, too, in that Polly has a sense of navigation. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how she does it, but she's able to figure out certain things. So I guess maybe it's similar to how birds, maybe? I don't know. How do you use the wind a lot when you're finding your way? The wind tells you a lot of things depending on where you are. Like, remember when we were in the tooth? And even if you had your eyes closed, sometimes you could kind of tell which way was downhill. Yeah, okay. Um, it's there are currents in the air, I think, just like in the ocean. And so you can tell the shape of things with them. Hmm. And I think at this, Penelope kind of closes her eyes and is sitting on the deck and she just kind of like pauses for a couple minutes and tries to like feel the air swirling around the ship. Can you do that on on the ship? Do you get a sense of like the type of coastline near us or if we're closer to the, like out in the middle of the ocean? I mean, I guess you get a sense, but it's harder to look like the it's not always that there's going to be like a big current like the one in the valley mm. or the one that sweeps eastward that we're following here. That's why the charts are good if you haven't been there before or if it's the wrong time of year. And as Tissa is saying that, she's moving down to the map room, which is not anywhere near as densely populated as when uh, it was Marcus's place, but she lays out the sea charts that the crew had gotten from Brid. We're here, and do you see how there's two things? There's one that wants to sweep us east, and then there's the other ones. There are smaller ones that kind of move in little circles. Oh. 
Okay. And that's what the water wants to do, but the air wants to do just other things, too. These are so detailed. They're gorgeous. It's a lot of work. I wonder how many years it took to collect all these, or to to create all these. Penelope kind of, like, looks at the shelves of the different, like, map rolls. I guess they get passed down, too, hey? Yeah, because back home, um, everyone was always talking about the currents and whether it was the spring and whether it was the fifth spring. And and there were always some fish that came in with some currents. Oh. (laughs) I've been shown a little bit how to tie a, a fishing line, but I'm very new to it. We didn't, obviously, we didn't fish much in, in Northridge, except for mm. a little stream <laughs> when I was a kid, but very different to the ocean. I didn't know that, like, the currents also affected the ocean, like, life underneath. I mean, the ship sails with the wind and with the current, so why shouldn't a fish? <laughs> True. If, if you're inside the water... Where the water's going has to mean a lot, I'd think. Well, and I guess it's like when Polly and I are flying, if we get a really good wind current, it's much easier to to ride that than try to go against it. Mm-hmm. Or on the land. Walking into a big headwind is no good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Um, I have a proposal. Mm-hmm. And that proposal would be that it's about time to make land. Okay. That is to say that we've hit a small fishing village not far from the last tooth. And it's time to drop everybody off, if that's all right with the two of you. That sounds good to me. But I do have a question for you, Kathleen. Uh-huh. How far are we from Tissa's hometown? Hmm... It's not this one. Okay. But it could be. So like Chelres then? A place that is nostalgic but not familiar? Yeah. Okay. This little village is like a lot of coastal villages built with various structures of various sizes on stilts. There's a big, long marina that mostly has small boats, much smaller than the Westbreaker, like, tied in what probably to an outsider looks extremely chaotic, but, I mean, it's the village. Everyone has their place that they tie up. It's like when you go to the first day of class in college and you sit down at, like, a seat unwittingly knowing that you were going to post up there for eternity now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably later in the evening, so the Westbreaker finds itself really caught up because everyone's coming back now. I don't imagine there's anything quite as large as the Westbreaker. Goodness, no. None of these ships are, like, real deep blue water ships. They stay relatively near the coast. They throw in their nets and their lines and they come back at the end of the day. 
I think everyone is really excited to be here. You can see the last tooth from here. It's blue-gray on the horizon, stabbing a great spike into the line between land and sky. And you know that somewhere in those distant hills, there is a little monastery. And the last time you saw him, there was a friend in those distant hills, although he said he was going somewhere else. Who knows where he's at by now? And Fulquin is staring at that spike with awe and wonder. Rada is staring at that spike with grim resignation. And Daybreak is pretending to be a big shaggy dog, like a retriever of some kind. Convincingly, which is impressive. Sod is thrilled. This is as close as he's been to home since leaving on the Westbreaker. The Westbreaker's is home now, of course, but much like Tissa, this village is a lot like the one he grew up in, too. Mm-hmm. And so he wants to beeline toward the bait and tackle shop because he has some things to pick up for his fishing trip with Captain Dad. <laughs> Aww. Cobb is following behind, but I'm going to take a little bit of method acting today and say that Cobb's maybe not feeling super great. He had a bad mango and it's, it's getting to him. Okay. <sighs> So he's going on the shopping trip with Sot then, picking up stuff for the fishing trip they have planned. Yeah, he's moving a little slow, so he's following Sot at this point. Just, oh, hold on, hold on, hang, give me a second. I'll, mm. And Cobb kind of turns to the rest of the crew. I'm going to go make sure uh, we get what we need and to keep him out of trouble. Um, do you need anything from the bait and tackle shop, everybody? Hmm. Do they have snacks there? Gideon asks, absent-mindedly. Ooh, snacks, says Penelope. <laughs> I don't know if the snacks that they have there are ones that you want, but probably? Mm. Gideon looks to Tissa for clarification. Um, do you like row? Like row? Mm-hmm. Like out of a fish. Um, probably not, huh? Mm, probably not. Gideon nods like she knows she doesn't. <laughs> she spent some time living in Stageport once upon a time, but never in a place like this. This place is new to her, too. I suppose you could technically eat the little minnows, um, but... Well, there's all sorts of things that the fish like to eat that you could eat, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I wonder... This is close. Close to... Um... Where I grew up. <gasps> oh. A cute little town like this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How close is it? Um... I'm going to roll subtlety humanity. Okay. Oh, a success. Tissa says, a couple of days on foot, I think. Mm. Well, there's definitely not a harbor that the Westbreaker could moor in, though. We're already too big for here. Okay. Maybe another time. Um. Hmm. 
what I was thinking is that there are these little berries. Mm-hmm. And maybe we could find some. Because mm. it's the right time of year. Sounds great. Folkwin turns around to look at you all. She's still clutching the Conqueror's sword to her chest. It is a battered old relic, but she has not let it out of her grasp since she first unearthed it. Okay. Thank you all for giving us a ride and for taking care of us after what happened. It was our pleasure. Yeah, you're welcome anytime. I... Please be very careful. Since there's a small fragment on your ship, you might run into trouble too. Hmm. Yes, we will keep that in mind. Hmm. I don't know what we're going to learn, but we're going to find something out. And then maybe we'll go to the mountains to find where my staff went. I, I hope you find it. I'm okay if I don't. I'm mostly curious, I guess. I have a different staff now. Kind of. You said you didn't want it to be a weapon. No. I mean, I don't think it would be much good for one anyway. It's a little too old for that now. It's retired. (laughs) It deserves a peaceful retirement. She gives a resolute little nod. You know, I think it's going to be really happy with its new companion. (laughs) I hope so. So, I mean, (laughs) if you can find us, find us anytime you need us, okay? We'll stop on by if we're in the area. Yeah. Uh, Where was that town you said? Oh, it's just, uh, it's a a few miles inland. Um... Mm. And there was a nice inn with great coffee and a little monastery. Yeah, the the monastery is full of very knowledgeable people who I'm sure would love to help you out. Hmm. Um, if you tell the older arcanist who has the cat, you'll know which one that I mean. They'll know who you are or who we are. They won't know who you are. They'll know who we are. There's an older arcanist who has a cat who knows you guys. Okay. Thanks. Okay, everyone, let's go. And Rada nods and starts leading Jem forward. And Daybreak just trots along ahead of them, swishing a tail that you could swear at a distant looks vaguely scaly. Stay safe out there, everyone. You too. Penelope waves. Rada turns around and opens their mouth as if about to say something. Closes it. Opens it again. (laughs) Closes it. I think at that, Penelope just nods and gives like a a knowing look. Yeah, uh, later jerks. And (laughs) they wave their hand. 
in a gesture that is supposed to come across as dismissive. Oh, and take it easy on that leg. You take it easy. (laughs) (laughs) I love Rana. (laughs) So now my questions are, Kathleen, Nick, did you have any scenes in mind? Now that we've done mine and we've done Kirsten's. Uh, I Cobb has a scene for when everyone gets back on the boat. Okay. This is going to be a really loose Westbreaker episode because we're just headed like east now. So it can be today. It can be in a couple weeks. Anytime you like. Hmm. So I think that it's later that evening. It's not dark yet, but it's creeping up on it. And... Everyone is back at the Westbreaker, and Tissa rushes back after wandering out in the woods, finds everyone on deck and says, Um, I think I found a really good spot. Um, 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 does anyone want to talk to Marcus? Oh, we can do that. Um, I think you can over there. Sure, it's it's been a little while. It'd be great to catch up with him. All right. Kathleen, I'd love you to tell me a little bit more about Over There. So Over There is um, a little bit away from the ocean as far as anything around here can be a little bit away from the ocean. There is a small clearing in this kind of shrubby coastal forest near here. And there is a almost incongruous, big, disc-like, flat piece of granite. It's been weathered smooth by rain and rising and falling sea levels. And the ground is squishy. This is a wetland most of the time, but no one's quite sinking in. Um, But yeah, it's just this big old singular rock sitting there in the growing twilight. And Tissa gestures to everyone. So, um, I was walking and I wasn't finding the berries, but I did find this. It feels like it should be way more north than here. But come, 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 sit with me. Oh, oh, okay. Come on, Penelope. All right. Saw it, get in. Let's, come on. And Cobb herds everybody over. You too, Polly. Come on. (laughs) Polly does not recognize your authority. Cobb is used to this fact. (laughs) Penelope kind of waves Polly over. (laughs) Polly barely recognizes your authority. Yeah. (laughs) But eventually everyone is gathered around the stone. And so Tissa sort of lays down some of her things. And I think, um, so if everyone puts a thing here or... And Tissa sort of like places one of her packs and sort of leans her spear against it. Because he's going to need to hear you. Hmm. Gideon unbuckles her gladius and sets it down on the stone. 
Cobb takes off his jacket and, and lays it on the stone. Penelope lays her bow. Cobb, I don't think, is currently wearing his swords. That's fine. It doesn't have to be a weapon. But he always has his jacket. Yeah. Salt's got like a real small little tackle kit he carries with him that he sets on there. So, Kat, what word is here that Tissa decided should be used with either finding or speaking? Hmm. So, I think that because you mentioned that this is a stone that should be much further north, it does actually carry the Peace Tundra with it. Okay. So, I think that the spell then is Finding Tundra. I like that. The air grows a little bit cold around the party. There's just for a moment a slight feeling like the ground is shifting under you, but you try to readjust your balance and you don't need to. Then Tissa just says, Um, hi, did this work? I hope we're not interrupting. The air around you is flooded by the iron scent of bitter cold. Even though it is not physically as cold here as it presumably is in the place that you are calling, it still smells cold. Mm -hmm. And eventually you hear a voice that says, I mean, I don't know what you meant to do, but I think it... Hello, Tissa? Yeah, it did work. Oh, well, good. Um, I was thinking about you when I was here and I was like, oh, I should try. Well, how have you been? Oh, how have you been? Today or lately? Um, everyone can hear this. It doesn't just have to be Tissa flailing. Yeah. The voice echoes strangely in the clearing, but is definitely audible to everyone present. Polly doesn't know what to make of this. Penelope kind of just puts a hand on Polly's mane to kind of steady her. So I guess it's like similar to when like dogs hear people's voices over a phone and are like, what? (laughs) It's okay, Polly. Oh, Miss Hunter. Hey, Marcus. And how are you doing? Um, good. Yeah. Yeah, good. Learn some stuff. Why do you both sound so hesitant? It's weird. It's been. It, it's, it's been. It's also weird to talk to someone you can't see. Mm. This must be weird for you too, probably. Well, maybe less weird for you. Um, it's been... No, I'm... I'm used to it. Oh yeah, speaking of, how are you two? Well, one of us is having a wonderful time, and the other one of us is deeply irritated. Which one are you? Everyone looks at Penelope. (laughs) And then I think Penelope just lets that hang there. (laughs) (laughs) How's our engineer? As energetic as ever. Oh, uh, let her know that 
the Westbreaker has been treating us very well. That's a damn good ship that she put together. Mm, I will. I will. Its construction mm. has saved our butts many times. Mm. Well, not surprising. The coral spirit couldn't dance it. The demons couldn't board. Um, it navigated the pass again. It's a very good ship. It sounds like a lot has been going on. I, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that sounds like you three. <sighs> Over here, we have a new ship. Clara has just finished her second model. She said there would be more cannons? Hmm, yes, yes. Uh, considerably more cannons than the Westbreaker. She insisted upon it. <laughs> she frightens me sometimes. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. That's, uh, that's to be expected. Um, there's another ship in the works. The, um, the Glacier Legion is slowly being rebuilt. And someone decided to inform them that the correct term is Admiral. I think I'm starting to understand your previous comments. Mm. Oh, he says hello, by the way. Strange that you can you hear that? I I cannot no. hear that. Okay, well, he says hello. I, th I think this rock is only speaking to you. Mm. Ah, good. Oh, I didn't mean good like, uh. <laughs> you could call him anyway. I suppose he's going to. Oh, well. Mm. So. Oh, are you all still there? Uh Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. We, we, yeah. Sorry, I'm... You're sounding a little faint. Oh, is it... Is it pulling back? Mm. Um... Perhaps? Maybe? <sighs> Marcus, did you know that mobile demons can die? They can. I did not. Are you all alright? Marcus, did you know that there's... There were... Uh, um, have you ever heard the name Juga? Um, Tissa, you're, you're cutting out, but it sounds extremely ominous. Uh, um, um, okay. Sorry. Um, are you sure you're doing all right? Uh, no, I, I had a bad mango this <laughs> earlier this morning. I'm, I'm doing better now, though. Marcus, we're, we're good. We have had some encounters, but don't worry. We're, we're safe. Don't, don't worry. Well, stay safe. Please don't do anything foolish. Oh, you know us. We'd never do that. <laughs> I can't think of anything to say to it. I would really like to end that one there. <laughs> <laughs> Just Marcus like, everybody's all right. Yes. Yes, we're physically safe. Things are... <laughs> Oh, I love Marcus. He's now somewhat concerned. Oops. Not only about you guys, but just kind of existentially. <laughs> oh, no. 
This has that effect on people. <laughs> oh, he'll be fine. Marcus. Marcus is tough. He's mm-hmm. a, yeah. He's a tough old fellow. So. I suppose my next question is. Cobble. Oh, yes. Uh, so as everybody is sort of returning to the ship after our check in with Marcus. Cobb, with Sot by his side, turns to the rest of their crew and says, So, Sot and I have, uh, have, have come to an agreement. When we next make landfall, we're going on a fishing trip. Mm-hmm. Aww. Which means mm-hmm. you all will be left to your own devices for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I know someone where we'll be at who I trust to take care of you. So, when we get there, I want you to be nice to her, okay? Take care of us? I, were we not, um, I mean, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. We don't, are we bad? I don't, I don't think we're bad. Are, I think we're pretty good. Yeah, um, I thought so. Well, may- maybe this is mostly directed at one person more than the others. Mm. But I do believe you've met her before. You should get along just fine. An old friend of ours. An old friend of mine. Um, I guess she is the older sibling of Stephen and Lily. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Also, she'll probably need your help. She tends to get in over her head on many things. Mm. Oh. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to tie two of my big worries together here to see if you'll take care of each other. How efficient. <laughs> two worries. Cobb just kind of looks at Penelope <laughs> and then returns to the rest of the party. Um, she's sometimes. Oh. She went with the Albatross Legion, right? Yes, that's where she's been at and what she has been telling me about for the last little bit. Mm. Well, it should be fun. Oh, it'll be nice to see the others again. It will. I'll just have to pretend that it's not a babysitting collaboration. And then Penelope looks at Cobb. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't think of it as as that. Think of it just as... um, your captain's just looking out for you after all, and uh, I think the two of us understand each other on that. Plus, if you're nice, Penelope, maybe she'll let you know some, oh, I don't know, secrets about somebody over there who you can uh, spend some time with. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, <laughs> somebody? <laughs> maybe you can start off on favorite foods on the right foot this time. All right, all right, all right. Gideon takes a deep breath. Penelope starts to turn, like, bright red. Tries her best to hide it. (laughs) Shifts her posture, standing up, like, extra straight, because normally she's quite slouchy. Well, I don't have a problem with it. It'll be nice to see everyone again. Besides, I haven't been to stage port in years. Ooh, we could do a pub crawl, too. Mm-hmm, pub crawl. Wait, 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 wait. 
Cobb, can you do me a favor and cover your ears, please? Cobb just kind of rolls his eyes. Okay. And Cobb turns around and puts his hands over his ears. Very dramatically, I might add. (laughs) So we can absolutely go on a pub crawl, yes. That would be wonderful fun, wouldn't it? It would. It would be. Nothing beats partying in the big city. You are old enough to drink, right? Yes, yes. Big city adventure. Big city adventure. (laughs) Can, Can I uncover my ears now? Yeah. Um, just a little bit longer. <laughs> oh, never mind. I think Penelope just lets him sit in silence for like twenty seconds. <laughs> okay, now now we're now we're done. And Cobb turns back around. So, everybody cool with that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. We won't cause any trouble. We promise. Okay. And Gideon gives you another one of her slack little salutes. <laughs> well. That's all taken care of then. Um, I guess, where do you want to go first when we get there, Mr. Sot? Uh, oh, 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 restaurant. The crew showed me a good one last time we were in Stageport. We can all go together. That sounds great. All right, everybody, shall we go? Mm. Aye, Captain. And I think our final scene is that of the Westbreaker pulling into Stageport, Milda's largest city, rings with the shouts of people and the screams of seabirds and the roar of the waves and the whistling of a dramatic, tempestuous wind. And everywhere you look, there is human activity, an unsettling amount of it for some of you. But for at least one of you, it was home for a while. Nothing horrible is going to happen in the big city. I promise. That's not Absolutely ominous. nothing at all. So now I do believe it's time for memories. <laughs> I really liked calling Marcus. That was a lot of fun. That was fun. I'm really glad that we did that. I love Marcus. I love that... Penelope is understanding to some more. I really enjoyed that scene, being able to like have a a conversation with Tissa. And um, I love, I also love Gideon's like character, like shift as she's getting more comfortable being on the West Breaker and stuff. It's it's real fun to see her like (laughs) be more like comfortable. Mm -hmm. Just to see Cobb's authority completely bounce off her as well. (laughs) (laughs) Penelope's a bad influence. (laughs) No, joke's on you. She was always like that. I love it. No, this was nice. Thank you for the Tissa, are you all right? Because that's about as close as she like ever gets to admitting that she's not. This is, I'm really glad that you guys called Marcus because Marcus was in season one consistently the only person to check to see if Tissa was okay. (laughs) So it's nice to call somebody who, you know, who cares about you. Mm -hmm. Hey, listener, maybe you should call somebody who cares about you. You should. Aww. See how they're doing. See how they're doing. Let them ask how you're doing. Bask in the feeling of talking to somebody who cares how you're doing. And you know, 
We care how you're doing. If you want to tell us how you're doing, you can hit us up on Twitter at Peach Garden RPGs, on the email form on our website, swordofsymphonies.com, or on the Heroic Discord. You can find a link to that in the show notes. And we can't wait to hear from you. We cannot. We can't and we won't. <laughs> See you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Come listen to Dice for Roll, the gayest Pathfinder podcast on the planet. We ask the hard questions like, is it morally acceptable to kiss a goblin? Is it cool to use spell slots to warm up leftovers? Would the gods be mad if I wrote slash fic about them? We're a group of four friends who play Pathfinder 2nd Edition every week and go on adventures like none other. We've just launched our brand new season, Extinction Curse, which follows the adventures of the Circus of Wayward Wonders, as they put on the greatest show in all of Galarian and uncover ancient secrets and long-forgotten foes from a bygone era. If you like circuses, clowns, and a little bit of magic, come check us out, and make sure that no matter what, you keep it rolling.